This week on Back of the Bird, presented by Cottage Springs, we chat about NLL betting odds, exhibition games, flag reveal at Brampton Arena, a little bit of Dancing with the Stars NLL edition, American Thanksgiving walkthrough, and we've lost the faithful in Burlington taxi shutdown for good. We've also got a great interview with Andrew Suter. So without further ado, here's Back of the Bird. I want to give a major shout out to friend of the program and former professional hockey player, Boston Levi for the intro music. We changed it up. That is thief by Boston Levi from his EP prophecies without further ado. Let's jump into back of the bird. All right. We're back. Episode 27. Alexei Kovalev. How are you? Polly? What's going on? <laughs> Good man. Um, Alexi Cola, that's beautiful. That one's right um, off yeah, the top, too. I didn't have that ready. Oh fuck! That's uh, that's one of the best highlights when uh, whoever slashes him, he just gives up mid play, gets nailed, and the guy goes in and scores in the breakaway. It's always a great highlight. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Um, but apparently that guy was like the one of the most skilled guys to ever play the game. Every guy you hear like in in interviews, like that guy was the most skilled guy to like ever play hockey. Just unreal hands i think because i think there's there's another clip of him like getting like there's a bad slash one where he just stops but i think there's another one where like he just gets so mad and then just goes through everyone and scores yeah exactly and like i guess if you want to do that more often he could have but it was like again kind of the yeah, yeah. kind of the russian russian mentality try when you want to and don't give a shit when you want to which is most of the time mm-hmm. um how you doing man i'm good buddy i'm good we uh I mean, I, I had a relatively uneventful weekend. I, I mean, obviously we had some, uh, we had quite a bit of, uh, quite a bit of lacrosse practice, practice uh, Friday night, um, Saturday morning, we had another practice, but I had some, uh, I had some physio, um, which I'm kind of rattled about because I, uh, I had it booked before, but the, uh, the guys actually did something pretty cool. Um, after practice Saturday morning, the whole team went over to, uh, to one of the residential schools, um, in, in six nations as a group and, and, um, no you know, Jimmy Veltman spoke and, and all the guys were kind of there and kind of rattled. I missed it again. Cause you know, I think it was pretty, you know, uh, all the guys I talked to after, um, it was pretty impactful just kind of going there and made it pretty real. And, and obviously with, um, you know, different indigenous guys on our team too, like it was pretty, um, pretty heavy stuff. So, um, yeah, that, that was, uh, that was Saturday. Um, then, uh, Saturday night we played, we played the swarm, the Georgia swarm. Um, Swarming up. how'd that go? It was good. The boys won. Uh, it was a good game. Fun to watch. Played well. The guys played well. So, um, they were, they were without a few guys, but, uh, yeah, no, is at least, uh, speaking of that, I mean, I don't know if this, we're not really breaking news, but I saw that miles Thompson's done for the season. Yeah, and Zach Miller, same thing. Um, yeah, not playing this year, but um, and then like Matt Dunn, who's another 
American guy, big body D guy, really good in the PLL too. And he's, I think he's on the pup list for the year. I don't know if he got surgery or something, but yeah. Um, so they look different, man, different team. I mean, they were missing like Colsey, Shane Jackson and Lyle weren't playing. So it was kind of true. <laughs> definitely a bit, a bit of a different But team. still like crazy, but again, big difference between like that right side of like Miles, Randy, Lyle, um, and then uh, Zed Williams, like now you just have Lyle and then, you know. Yeah. And then like Lanchbury, Lanchbury's not until next yeah. year. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a different team, different looking team. And you, you lose like sellers and creppy and, um, but mm-hmm. then they, they had some new guys that, that did look good. So um, again, we'll leave the analyzing to next episode and we're not going to do it because we're not smart enough to do it and we don't want to have to do it. Uh, surprise so we may be, guess, hint, hint, yeah. nudge, nudge. We might have a surprise guest coming in with an impartial analyzation, analysis, analyzation. That was stupid. Analysis. Is that a word? I, I don't know. I don't think so. I just made it one. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, then Saturday night after just after practice, I just buzzed home to my folks were out of town. Um, so I was on uh, dog sitting duty there. So I just went home and nice hung out with the pup and just woke Got up. Belly rubs. Yeah. She was rubbing my belly. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, then I just woke up Sunday and had a nice workout. It was a hell of a weekend productivity wise. And it's, it's a, it's a wonderful thing rolling into Monday with a clear mind. Let me tell you. But now let me tell, um, let, let's hear about your weekend. Go on. Um, well, yeah, like just touch on kind of you guys going to residential school. It's kind of kind of fitting. Anyways, we had uh, we just said the one day Saturday and kind of treated like a game day. We had the shooter on the morning in Brampton, um, went out to eat as a, as a team at the old pickle barrel and uh, actually pretty funny. So pre like pre-arranged meal like everyone got to choose it was like one of four things anyways just classic like old man waiter long greasy pony but this guy's buzzing he's you know and of course like people aren't getting their meals ryan smith ordered the chicken burrito bowl came as a vegan burrito bowl just yes, hey man guys i love chicken breasts they try and give him a whole night anyways it's all good so finally guys like what you know? What are you guys here for? Lacrosse, blah blah blah, or hockey? And I'm like lacrosse. Okay, okay. Um, here I got a question for you. So, of course he uh, he picks out Shawnee, and he's like, "I need you to pick a number between I think it was one and five. Okay, got it. Okay, times it by I don't know, three or something like that. Okay, now those two numbers, if there's two numbers, add them together. Okay, and then minus five. He's like, okay. And he's like, now, okay, okay. The number you have, it coincides with the alphabet. One equals A, two equals B. Yeah, okay. And then he's like, what's, uh, what's your letter? He's like, I got 32. He's like, no, you can't have, you can't have 32. <laughs> so he goes to a different guy. Anyways, so the guy's like, now he's going to like different guys at the table. He's like, okay. Uh, so he's like, you got the letter? He's like, yep, it was, uh, I don't even remember what it was now. He's like, or no, he's like, uh, you got a letter? He's like, what letter is it? D. Okay. Goes another guy. Name me a country or think of a country. Yep. Okay. Now in that last letter, name the animal. So it was Denmark. And then guy goes kangaroo. Okay. And goes, now that last letter in the kangaroo, name a color. 
Second guy goes orange. He goes, okay, hold on a sec. Pulls out a piece of paper and he's like, and it says, and he goes, okay, read that. And it's like, have you ever seen an orange kangaroo from Denmark? So all the boys were, were loving it. But then like, we all realized it always has to end it up. It always with, goes yeah. the same number. This guy waits on tables with a business card that just fucking says, you ever seen an orange kangaroo from Denmark? Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, then we played, uh, so that was the, that was the afternoon. And then we played uh, Fort Worth, the old Panther City. Um, we lost 11-8, but yeah, good game. But uh, the main thing I wanted to talk about, um, kind of touching on the residential schools, is that uh, before the game, we had uh, an indigenous woman kind of giving, like, thanks to land and just going over, like, uh, reconciliation, blah, blah, blah. But then after the game, Jeremy Thompson presented, um, Jeremy Thompson and Dean McLeod, former, Commissioner of the Junior Eight presented uh, the mayor of Brampton, Pat Brown, and uh, a counselor, Jeff Willens, with uh, the Haudenosaunee flag. So I just like reached out to Jammer because I know Jammer was, he was met, like retweeting and stuff like that. So it's actually Jammer's initiative. So what uh, the idea is to have a Haudenosaunee flag in every arena that's actually was originally on native land. So pretty, pretty that's cool. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, so there's my first. That's awesome, but that actually is awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> um, yeah, so it's cool. So yeah, now I like so you walk into Memorial and there'll be uh, a Haudenosaunee um, Canadian flag, and then I guess maybe the Ontario flag, or just either Canadian Haudenosaunee flag. So yeah, kind of cool little initiative. And again, like kind of just along the lines of reconciliation. Now, when you walk into arenas that were on and just originally on indigenous land you'll see the canadian flag and haudenosaunee flag so yeah pretty cool so Love good that. on jammer for uh for doing that and uh yeah pretty pretty cool thing and then after the game uh there was uh, a random drop off of some cottage springs on the old front porch from a great guy yep, yep, yep. i don't know, don't know who he was and then uh yeah we i had the uh, nighthawks over for a little little get together a little team bonding and uh yeah, and we uh so <laughs> classic classic like bunch of uh stupid athletes. So we're drinking and the boys like, "Hey, we got to go out." All right, let's go out. We like make five different wrong decisions. It's like, "Okay, we're just going to go to game time in Burlington." Like by the time we get anywhere, go to game time. So order a bunch of Ubers. Obviously, they're taking forever. And uh finally get an Uber. They one Uber gets to game time and they're like, yeah, last call was like half hour ago. It's only like 1250. So I'm just like, all right, everyone back to my place. Like whatever, let's just shut down my place. Um, Tell I changed my like location like five times with the Uber guy, like right, right in front of me. So we literally just, I paid 30 bucks just to do a quick loop of Burlington and come back. Yeah. I give the boys the show back home. Yeah, so anyways, but yeah, great, great little night, and uh, yeah, a, a billion cottage springs, and uh, yeah, a little team bonding, a little laughs, and it was great, man. And huge shout out to Dory and Mac for dealing with that. Yeah, and Mac was an absolute animal, just slept the whole time, and yeah, Dory was a great host. We had the old charcuterie board. The boys were super impressed. The old charcuterie board, yeah, just old, old man things, a bunch of teenagers who still live in, like, not teenagers, but 20-something-year-olds who still living in... Uh, university housing so yeah we 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 classed it up just a tad but yeah it was good 
I like it, man. That's awesome. And there's my second. That's awesome. I literally can't stop thinking about it now, but um, good stuff. I love it. So I guess moving, we kind of got some notes here. I mean, before that, we got, uh, we'll kind of let you guys know. We got Andrew Suter as the, uh, the interview this time around, which pumped, uh, pumped for you guys to hear recently, uh, recently retired, you know, obviously, uh, a big pillar in the, in lacrosse, but you'll hear more about that then. But, um, what else is going on? I guess we're exhibition games. We kind of just touched on ours. I haven't really, I didn't really keep track. Oh, the Keo fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that one, that one caught, got some, caught some eyes. So yeah, Reeser. Well, I saw it beforehand. Cause again, um, I guess it must have been an afternoon. Was it an afternoon game? Yeah, or, yeah they played during the day. They played because it was yet because it was coming out like before the game. So Ryland Reese and actually I played with uh, the guy who who fought Keel Gray and Bradley. Just an absolute beauty. Great, great kid, but uh, big kid. But I don't think has ever really fought. So kind of yeah, classic like classic maybe bit off a little bit more than you can chew and again like you know what took it on the chin got got punched out didn't get knocked out but got back up you know for the boys patty murrow will love that shoots will love that so good for him for uh getting his nose in there and, and man san diego like they had to fight the game before another fight bad bad boys of the cross i guess i don't do we had one in our game too um did you yeah scott dominey i don't know who he oh fought. dude so I saw that. Did you see that? He, the, oh my god! The, the absolute haymaker three sixty punch. Oh, dude, that was the best. Yeah, we were. I mean, if we were dying because it was, it looked, looked like a, um, it like from the crowd, it looked like a cartoon, like because it like spun him around, like you know. But yes. if he, yeah, if he had hit somebody, if he had hit that guy, <laughs> it wouldn't have been a good scene. I don't think. You couldn't have thrown any more of your body into a punch than he did right there. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so that's kind of you know what, man. Like, good. Those are two kind of like smaller guys, which is great. But man, kind of goes to uh, show just like man, season's on. Boys are hungry, and uh, I love it. I, I love yeah. it. Yeah, everyone's just testosterone is just buzzing. Everyone, everyone just yeah. wants it bad. So it's uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been quite. I'm trying to think if there's been any other fights or anything. And I don't know. If um, yeah, it's tough. I don't think so. I mean, there was an earlier one in uh, like the weekend before in the Colorado uh, San Diego game. I'm not really sure who the two guys were. I talked mm-hmm. to Gersey about about the one, so it was a good fight. Just, but yeah, just kind of a couple guys who haven't played in the league yet, and then uh, yeah, obviously the Kia one, and then the Domini versus. Uh, Portelli, Stephen Portelli, I think. Um, I, yeah, I don't think there's been any other ones, but uh, yeah. Anyways, good yeah. to see the boys uh, getting after it. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, yeah, it is. It's coming real. And another, I mean, like last night, I'm watching. I tweeted out about it, but I was watching, watching the uh, Lakers Knicks game, and just NLL NLL on TSN commercial pops up, and it was just it's electric. So. It's happening, man. It's uh, yeah, it's it's really gonna be coming down to it. It's too bad you can't see the Riptide on uh, TSN, but uh, hopefully ESPN <laughs> when that comes out. <laughs> Better luck next year. Yeah, suck it, boys. Um, but yeah, then uh, I know um, those betting odds. You see, those betting, yeah. Odds, you, know, you got that kind of cool bet. I, I don't know who else uh, 
I don't know who else is really firing away at the uh, NLL as far as betting, but cool bet. I guess shout out to uh, Petty Gregoire who uh, works for him, but they've been throwing out like a ton. I mean, they're doing like the alternate cop. They're doing guys for over under points. So actually, man, there's a, if you like to get in those sports betting, I guess you sign up a cool bet and no free ads, but sign up a cool bet and uh, get yourself a little account. Hey, maybe sponsor our podcast. Yeah. Too. Who knows? Whatever. But uh, we'll just, we'll just go through the odds to, win the NLO champions cup. So like I said, there's like, there's a billion other odds, which are getting a lot of props and that. So your favorites this year at plus four fifty, we got the Halifax Thunderbirds and they're actually tied with the Saskatchewan Russia four fifty. Then you got the rock at plus 600 San Diego at plus six fifty, Philadelphia plus 85 bandits plus nine. Georgia Swarm plus 1,500, Firewolves plus 2,000, Mammoth plus 2,000, Vancouver plus 2,500, Calgary plus 350. The best odds you could probably get, Rochester Nighthawks plus 7,500, Riptide at plus, I guess, 10,000. Fuck, cool bet. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want your sponsorship. And then uh, Panther City at plus 17,500. Anyways, I I, I actually need to understand betting because like i was looking at it and calgary has better odds to win the alterna cup than vancouver does but vancouver has better odds to win the nol champions cup than calgary does maybe because maybe because of schedule i don't know Hmm. that doesn't really make any sense but anyways um yeah, man. Pretty cool though. Pretty cool. You can do that. Some uh, cash down on. I got. I got all my buddies. In my yeah, exactly. Room. I mean, that hasn't. Yeah. So, anyways, I thought that was kind of cool. So yeah, and that's kind of, you know what? Again, kind of, um, just legitimate. Like everyone, every sports thing is like getting sports betting. So again, like you want to be a big time league, let some people throw some cash on on your league. So it's just kind of another thing as a step forward in my eyes is, is just making this legitimate. So kind of cool. Absolutely um, it is. What else we got going on? Well, I guess we got American Thanksgiving coming up. Um, so I was just thinking like, I mean, dude, I, I got nothing as far as Mary. I didn't go down to school, but I was just thinking like, you got any funny American Thanksgiving stories, like being a Canadian down in America. Well, dude, I, I went I guess it would have been the night before Thanksgiving. I think I went to Scranton. My buddy, my buddy went to Scr- like he went to Scranton and then transferred yeah. to High Point after. So we went okay. back back to Scranton and we walked up to this bar and like he's like, yeah, it's Penny's night, Penny's night, whatever. And I was just like, I thought the bar was called Penny's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it's legit. Like you go in there and it's it's a penny. A, like it was like a penny a drink, and but they had to stop like doing that because i guess people were just throwing pennies at the bartenders so it it turned it turned yeah it turned into just like you pay five dollars at the door and it's all you can drink until midnight and then you start paying for drinks regularly it's mental and they're probably only like a buck 50 after midnight yeah but uh no it was always a good time because i guess it's you know it's kind of like that same kind of thing here but 
you know, when we, when we would come home for Christmas and you go to Joe dogs and you have the same damn conversation 47 times, like how are things, yeah. how are you, what's going on? It's the same yeah. thing. Like everyone's coming back to their hometown. Like everyone you're seeing from high school, you're catching up. Maybe you're, maybe you're sending out that feeler text, you know, to that high school crush. Like, you know, that's, that's, those are the stories you, you hear just checking in, seeing how people are really being able to say what you want. So um, always a big night. And then it's just like the most hungover Thanksgiving ever. And, it's, yeah, your uh, parents are super pissed at you because you're not doing anything. You're not really eating. You're just <laughs> yeah, yeah. I told you not to go out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I guess I was just thinking and kind of goes it kind of go sides with that stupid Uber story, but uh Burlington Taxi just shut down, shut the old doors, shutsy after whatever, like 50 years, which is crazy. Um and I, I mean, I'm sure like it's just gonna happen almost like everywhere. Yeah, like, I, I can't remember the last time I was in one. No, unless like again, like downtown. But even then, I don't think I took one. You know, take it for like, five blocks. But uh, I was thinking of a, a funny taxi story. And uh, next time you're with the Riptide, you'll have to ask Callum Crawford this. But uh, I met Callum. Uh, enemy of the podcast dan Dawson used to have a lacrosse company and we used to do lacrosse games so we actually did one in ottawa and just randomly we got hooked up with callum crawford like we needed like a local junior guy i was still playing junior lacrosse my brother was in the nll anyways <clears throat> get hooked up with callum and his brother um because they had like the ins and in, in mind of the cross so he helped us all week and then we actually were in ottawa for canis day had a blast his brother had a bunch of contacts like downtown ottawa like amazing weekend amazing right go out canada and ottawa is actually one of like the most legit things i've seen like i don't know what you can compare it to i guess fourth of july in like washington or something but it was it was amazing anyways so we had such a good time in in ottawa we invite him down to come to the oakville camp like just come stay at our place come to the oakville camp he's like yeah for sure blah blah, blah. comes down the bar is no longer there now, but the big bar in Oakville used to be called Sharky's right on the water, like two level patios, unreal. So um, whatever, we go out, have a time and uh, we're in a cabin and we're, and we're going home, <laughs> like just classic, like now kids don't, I don't condone this, but just classic, like just me being dumb we had like enough money to pay for the taxi i'm like hey man let's just ditch this let's just ditch this taxi he's like all right sounds good right he was like all for it so like get him like get him to drop us off and like this guy's just seen it coming like a mile away we get him basically drop us off like near a mountain run over this mountain and then as we're running down i literally just bail baseball slide onto the old asphalt scrape up the knees yeah knees hands but every man for himself we gotta keep going there's no way he was gonna catch us and he didn't anyways we go home have a laugh about it but that's uh that's my that's your uh, cab story i love that that's, that's my cab story for today so rest in peace burlington taxi and uh that's it man many year many honorable years served by burlington yeah. taxi a lot of puke yeah. a lot of a lot of messed up people but what uh yeah rest in peace that's uh that's it for them i guess but what uh trying to think what else we got here you got a little you wrote down dancing with the stars nll edition well that guy uh 
I mean, I guess just like tagging along, but that, um, the first athlete to win Dan, I guess they've had obviously a ton. I don't watch it. I swear to God, I don't watch yeah, it. Yeah, I bet you're you're uh, in the, you're in the Dancing with the Stars army, buddy. Yeah, and I'm just trying to position myself to getting invited on the Dancing with yeah. the Stars. But uh, that I'm in Shumpert, and I'm I probably butchered his <laughs> name, but he. <laughs> but but uh, he was the first athlete to win dancing with the stars Dude, I, I mean i i'll be honest i watched his little routine unbelievable the way that guy can move and like how sick the well, last and he's one. like six nine right yeah yeah they're uh yeah that was that's crazy i don't understand how people can like remember a whole dance let alone move like they are yeah for sure so no and i was just i mean again just being bored i'm just like spitballing if we had an NLL Dance with the Stars edition, who who are you throwing on there? I mean, I, enemy of the pod, dangerous Dan Dawson could probably mix it up. I I feel like he's got he's got the length and the strength, and yeah. that sounds a little bit odd, but um, I feel like he can move. No, he can groove. Yeah, he's not bad. He's not um, bad. I don't know. I don't even know. Like. I'm trying to think who else I've seen just because like whenever we're out with the boys, it's like wedding dancing, you know, it's like, yeah, exactly. You got a tie around your head, fucking just <laughs> yeah. grinding it up. Like, like, you're not, the last you're not time demonstrating, you... yeah, you're not demonstrating ballroom, like fucking, you yeah. know, just buzzing around. But I guess it should have been like, who can grind up on, <laughs> grind up on someone. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the, who's the best at making everyone else leave the dance floor? Would have been a better question. <laughs> But, you do it you do it all you, you do an nll uh dance competition everyone just posts up on a bar and yeah. just watches watches the middle of the dance floor just given the given the vibe just given the, the look guys. put the yeah. vibe put that the vibe <laughs> unbelievable um oh, oh and one well, and, and we've got um the nll just announced um this launch of nll unites which uh Looks like it's a it's promoting heritage, inclusion, and service, um, and that's via those are the the foundational pillars are league. I don't know, no, I don't even think Partners Honor Foundation. Whatever, it's the league and stuff. A lot of stuff going on here. Go check it out. It's pretty cool. Um, via storytelling, education, activation, and access. So, um, a good step, I think, in the right direction. It'll be interesting to see kind of like what what actually comes of it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it sounds like it's it's going to be pretty good. I mean, it, it, to me, these are things that are already kind of happening anyway. Um, yeah. But it, it's good to kind of give it that umbrella name and um, and then see what uh, see what we can do. I, I I also I just read in it now actually that um, players are going to be wearing a specially designed helmet decal with every child matters helmet logo designed by Kurt Styers and the Halifax Thunderbirds organization. So. Um, those should be pretty cool to, to see that and get those out on the buckets for the boys. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, what else we got? I don't got much else other than uh, actually we'll save it for after the interview. You want to go, you want to go to the old, the old interview right now? Let's send it over to him. So as always, this interview with Andrew Suter is brought to you by Lucky Penny Media. At Lucky Penny Media, we're a full-service marketing company without hefty agency pricing. We understand your brand is everything to you, and when working together, it means everything to us. 
more than just a client, you're a partner and a teammate. Our philosophy is simple. You grow, I grow, we grow. So here he is, Andy Suter. Now, we are pleased to welcome this Orangeville, Ontario native where he played his minor, his junior. We couldn't figure out how many Minto Cups he won, so that's going to be some of our journalistic questions for him. But he was drafted fourth overall by the then-known Minnesota Swarm. In 2012, he was named Transition Player of the Year and a first-team All-NLLer. He finished his career with 129 points, 113 loose balls, if that's correct, and 159 813, 813 loose balls. 800. You probably got that in one season. Eight, oh, okay. <laughs> he was described as the ultimate team guy, and this intro couldn't be more fitting for him. He's just recently retired from the game. My favorite teammate of all time. Welcome to the pod, Andy Suter. How are you, brother? Oh, great, boys. Thanks for having me. You know, thank Christ Paulie texted me because I know if Lomas had it, I would have pushed it another month or so. So it was good to hear from my guy, Paulie Doss. And then, uh, you know, I get to follow up with Dan Lomas. Always ride number two in my book. So it's That's, always good uh, to see you I'll, never, I'll never forget the first the first day we announced that uh, Paulie and I were starting this podcast, he's like, you know, I'll listen to him, but uh, I'm not really much of an interview guy. So I won't be coming <laughs> on. Like, Look at us now. Uh, right? Look at that. Only the world turns, huh? Yeah. I love it. So what's That's going how we on? Gotta do this. That's how we got to do this thing. And there's people that hate me that Lomas goes and gets, and I got to go get people <laughs> that hate Lomas. So it yeah, works yeah, out sure. good. So when's when's Lomi grabbing someone, Paulie? Like when's that happening? <laughs> no chance. <laughs> oh man, have you seen the have you seen the courier clip? I'm not grabbing it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, good stuff. So, well, hey, what's so? Talk to me. What's going on? What's what is life uh, like right now? Man, just uh, actually really enjoying life. Um, obviously uh a, a huge change and uh you know i've been getting through it really really well um you know obviously having double j's here is uh keeps me uh busy like you guys saw there i mean anyone that's out there with kids bronchitis isn't a very fun thing so you know he just wants to suck on ice cubes all day so just uh pepper and ice cubes into the little man but uh you know, I've been doing really well with the uh, transition, been uh, extremely busy with work and uh, hadn't really had any anxiety slash, you know, you know, missing the game much until I, I went down last Saturday there and watched uh, Big Brother Dan and the Rock play. And I saw them run it warming up and I was like, oh, fuck. Went over and saw Digby and, you know, Colorado guys. And I was, it was the first time that hit home. Like, oh, you, you don't get to do this anymore. But um Honestly, boys, just working a ton and uh, actually still going to the gym in the mornings, which is which is good. But that a boy. that's our guy. Let's yeah, go. It's funny. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's funny when, you know, you're drinking, you know, 20 beers a weekend that you actually have to run. So this lifting thing, I, I feel strong, but the, you know, my shirts aren't fitting as well. Right. So but other than that, everything's good. <laughs> that's good man. Are you that's good. uh are you watching much of your uh, your beloved senators there? The the COVID sense, the COVID oh, sense. Don't don't worry about us. We're just we're just fighting viruses and winning games. We're we're in every game. We're young. We're hungry. 
I don't know. We're just hanging around. We, we didn't expect much from this year. We're in a rebuild day eh, for the 13th time in 12 years. So we're, we're doing all right. Oh, they've been rebuilding since they lost to the Maple Leafs back in 2005, I think. Four years in a row, Polly. I walked in and the teacher had the newspaper on my front desk. <laughs> oh, man, brutal. Did you grab him? Hey, his jersey and I'm just beat the wheels off the teacher. Yeah, no, I grabbed Greggy one time, but I got the wheels beat off me. So I've gone back to the house. <laughs> oh, man. That's you got to. I tell you one thing, you gotta love Brady Kachuk as the captain. That's gotta be one of your type of guys. He actually kind of reminds me of you. You kidding me? You get that guy for that steal, him and Thomas Shabbat. Our GM's up for GM of the year already. He can't keep the boys out of the bar though. They're all just going and getting COVID. <laughs> That's okay. But the thing is, you tell me you find another German like Stutzel, I'll give you a hundred bucks. You can't find a guy like that in that country. You That's know what? Hey, I'll stay. You guys, you know what? As much as we're chirping right now, you guys are in it. You guys are making games competitive. And in a couple of years, that's going to be a dangerous lineup. Well, I know you, you gotta, guys are. You got to put someone between the pipes, so you don't well, have anyone between the pipes. Well, that, that's why we hired Pierre Maguire. Eh? We took him from between the between the benches <laughs> to up in the press box. That's where we know what we're doing here. Oh, yeah. You guys need the you need the Hamburglar back. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, don't even get me started. <laughs> Taking Alexander Dag first overall guy played four games and he oh. went back to the KHL. Or maybe that, uh, we, that yeah. we chose Wade Redden over Zidane Ochara. What a pick! What a choice that was. Well, uh, and longtime Senator Dion Phaneuf just retired too. No. Yeah. Didn't well, anyone the Leafs don't want, we got. We got <laughs> Zeiss Steph still. <laughs> Tyler Ennis. We got everybody. Connor Brown. Connor Brown. He's one of our best players. <laughs> Couldn't make your lineup. He's our best player. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh yeah. Well, just need to change his scenery. That's all. That's it. He needs to head to the nation's capital to get all figured yeah. out there. That's it. So uh, I was, why don't, yeah, wait, I was saying, ahead, I was saying, speaking of nation's capital in this podcast, I was just saying how uh, I spent time there when me and Dan were doing lacrosse camp, and that was the first time I met Callum Crawford. And actually, we were do we did Canada's Day in, in Ottawa, and it was like one of the best nights I've ever had. I don't know if you ever done Canada's Day in Ottawa, but it was unbelievable. They basically just. I don't know what the street is or all the bars are. They just basically put barriers on both ends of the street and just say, have at it. Everyone's in oh, red white. No, no I haven't like, had that. My best Canada day is with you. That don't Vic where we had to take a ferry the next day. That was my best Canada day. <laughs> is that when I put, I may have put a, a, we were playing lawn darts and I put a lawn dart in uh Suker's leg. <laughs> and he stood, didn't even flinch. He yeah. threw his dart back. That was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Oh, no, I don't even know where to start. What do we? Like, right. Why don't we? Why don't we? Why don't we go right back to minor? Let's. How does? Uh, we got a bunch of questions here, kind of random, random order. But we'll start with just uh, obviously. I know your old man, but uh, and and your and your parents, your parents, your whole family. But let's. Uh, how'd you pick up a stick? Talk us through that. Yeah. So. Uh, Mom and dad are, mom's obviously off the boat from Scotland and uh, dad was uh, raised in the West Island of Montreal, um, met at a, a bar down there and uh, moved to Brampton, uh, had Christy and I, and then I think I was in grade one, we moved up to Orangeville and uh, that story Greggy had was mom said it had to be 30 minutes from uh, her friend at that time and it was a 45 minute drive. So we absolutely, you know, 
Michael Schumacher did from Orangeville <laughs> to where he had to go and he made it 30 minutes. So uh, the Suter family ended up in Orangeville. Um, dad was a, a, a wicked athlete, went to uh, uh, Bishop's University, r- running back in football, point guard in basketball. Um, mom is just uh, a nice lady. We t- we'll, we'll use that one. She's a saint. So uh, <laughs> um, came to Orangeville, was a hockey guy. And uh, big fan of the pod and uh, great all-around human being. I landed friendship with Michael Teeter and uh, old TT Fast Feet. There, God, uh, his dad was the coach in uh, first year Pee Wee, and uh, said, you know, why don't you why don't you come out and play? And uh, fell in love with it ever since. And uh, you know, Teet's obviously one of my best friends, but more than anything, I wouldn't I, w- I wouldn't be playing and I wouldn't uh, have been able to have the career that I did without uh, Rob Teeter. I know to this day, I still call him coach. And then uh, just kind of <laughs> spiraled from there. Spiraled. What a way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like skyrocketed. Yeah. Spiral is the right yeah. word. Yes. Well, <laughs> I'll use spiral because some passes are good and some aren't. I'm like, some, some years were a QB1 and some years were QB5. So I use the word spiral. There you go. What uh that's uh I remember I still remember I don't know what year what what's the name of the tournament in Orangeville? The Barry Berman. Yeah, so we we were in we were in town. My dad's all fired up. I couldn't tell as a kid why he was so amped for this Orangeville tournament, right? And I'm thinking it's just because like good competition, whatever. It's like, no, we get closer. He's like, we're going to stay at the suitors before. So we uh, yeah, we drove over, <laughs> stayed, stayed the night, and let me tell you. I've oh, never seen foggier oh, yeah. in the, for that 8 a.m. game the next day, but oh. I'll never forget. We were playing, uh, I think we were playing like Gloss, Gloucester or whatever. Or Gloucester, I don't even know how to say it, but um, we were playing them and I just took, you know, to be expected, 1,000 shots. Not None of them went in. <laughs> and after the game, your old man like grabbed, like, and I, I don't know if he maybe was still had, still had a little bit of a buzz going, but he grabbed me and he's like, you you better fucking bounce the ball or I'm never coming to another one of your games. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, uh, the, the boys knew each other from the Swolehound days. Because they, they played like slow pitch, right, or something? Oh yeah, what a baseball team. We had Detweiler's old man. I knew him growing up. Uh, he was a hell of a lacrosse player from Burlington. And almost every time I met someone, Greg, he's like, I played the Swole Hounds with them. Like I knew their <laughs> roster, like they were the 92, 93 Jays. But you know, <laughs> I'm not too sure who that is, man. I think but, well, yeah. I think they played hockey together too, or something, right? Yeah, they yeah, they did a little bit of everything, man. He uh it was kind of it's kind of unique how um you know they ended up in kind of different areas, but at that time it seemed to be like everyone had kids at the same time went their ways and you know luckily for all of them and luckily for us uh everyone ended up playing kind of the same sports yeah so i mean how many let's just get the journalistic question how many mentos have you won uh two and uh i'm glad i have finally have an opportunity to uh voice some concerns on the the 2010 year here so I'll, uh, I'll let you get going. But when we get to that, I, I have some things that I would like to clear the air here. Well, let's just jump right into it. Why I love not? that. So Matthews and Berg <laughs> come on this podcast and they're saying they beat the wheels off of Orangeville in 2010, the year we lost. <laughs> One, they wrecked the three-peat to start with. And two, look at what they did. They go and get Matthews. And the thing that Bergie and all them left out is, yeah, they had the whole Saskatchewan offense. We would have been in tough, but they were pretty much a fantasy football collusion at West. They got Billick. They got Brody McDonald. They had everyone from the West. 
So I just wanted to clear the air there from the Eastern standpoint that, uh, yes, we lost and yes, we got shit kicked. But, you know, Malowski is a great coach and he was quite a GM too. And I think Burnaby still getting paid for what they gave to. <laughs> to I'm glad you got that off your chest. You look been bugging me for 13 episodes. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I have to get it out there. All right. Well, thanks a lot for coming on. So, so <laughs> yeah. that's all we got. I'm, sure, I'm sure I'll take some chirps for that, but obviously they're a hell of a team, but yeah, I just thought it was uh, pretty hilarious. Matthew's beating the wheels off us. Oh, that guy, something else. So I had to get, had to get my jabs in when I can. How many holes are in your bedroom wall right now? <laughs> Oh, none. We just moved. <laughs> yeah. and that's why they sold yeah, the house. The yeah, yeah. yeah, put the for sale sign on right after. Why is it Babe, yeah, we got to go. I did it again. Yeah, yeah. did it again. What do you This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I let's uh, obviously, you know, we I've talked about you en- enough, you know, in terms of pumping your tires and just, you know, telling you how I feel about how you are as a teammate and how, you know, everyone else does too, but let's uh let's go back to kind of junior days you know obviously you know most of the conversation that kind of gets talked about is you know how tough you are and you're you're fighting and you're willing to be a great teammate but you're what isn't talked about a lot is in my opinion we'll get to it is how great of a lacrosse player you are too but when you're younger and junior like was that something that you had always like done is is fight or or something that may it just as a teammate you kind of got in those situations and suck up for guys um, it's, uh, it was one of those things where, um, in midget, uh, we had, and it's literally, if you can go back and look at like Rusty Kruger, Josh Sanderson, uh, Bruce Cod, like, I, I don't know if it's something in the water up here, but we can't seem to break five, nine. So <laughs> it is as, tough. As, I feel like you got to get kicked out of Orangeville if you're yeah, six foot. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, even our midget team was a, a, a bit smaller and, um, you know, I happened to get some scuffles and, uh, did okay in those. And, uh, it was never something I think that was ever forced upon. It was just one of those things where suits your five eleven. you're kind of our biggest guy at this point. Like you, you like I've been the same size <laughs> since midget. <laughs> like it's uh one of those things and uh something that, that just fell into place in the right way and uh through minor it obviously isn't uh, a big thing but uh i can remember funny enough Lomi, in the barry berman tournament we played shelburne our arch rivals from 13 <laughs> minutes up highway 10 and <laughs> some guy slashed our goalie and for about 13 minutes i lied on the ground trying to figure out how to get a helmet off <laughs> out of the tournament falling upstairs to the executives and i just wanted to play all that stuff so it was uh something that kind of uh, just fell into place and uh then when uh, i was in my last year of midget uh maddie sawyer who is another guy i owe a, a world of gratitude to um gave me a, a call up and uh it was the home opener because all the boys were still down south there doing the division one thing and uh you know, Suits, we want you to come up. We want you to play against Peterborough. Oh, just the team you want to start against, right? Yeah. Just the team. There you go. So there's about 13 minutes left in the third period, and someone folds – or uh, Paul, you'll know this name. Someone folds Jello from behind. Yeah. Was a great player <laughs> from Orangeville. Great guy, played yeah. Team Canada and everything. Hey, and low, low, not to cut you off. I got to cut – what – this is – this is like the one thing I can. What was his real name? Uh, Jello's real name. 
Chris Bryan, I think. I don't. I just go by okay. Jello. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. Know. I've, I've, I've always known Jello. I don't know his real name though. He co- he coached me for like him. four years after. He still doesn't know, know his name. Coach Jello. I know. I think his last name was Brian, but okay. I, he he get he gets kind of hit in the corner, and you know everyone kind of goes for the little tie up. Uh, in comes Andy and in midget, if you get the helmet off first, 99.8% of the time you win the fight found out the hard way, not so much in junior. So I think I grabbed one of the 20 or 21 year olds, got the first three and then got absolutely typewritered and kind of <laughs> woke, woke up in the penalty box. Maddie's like, what, what are you, what are you doing? I'm like, how'd I do? And he's like, just, you know, and I'm yelling down the bench, you gutless fuck you, grab a 16-year-old. And then Maddie's like, you grabbed him. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, it kind of kind of all fell into place. And uh, the rest is kind of history. After that, it was uh, a, a lot of fun being uh, from your hometown and uh, being to represent it for sure. And like, just, again, kind of like just touch on that. Obviously, I mean, we, we talk about all the time and a couple other guys, but like Orangeville, just like the crossroots and Orangeville and all that stuff, it's it's still so big. Like you still live there now. So many guys still live there. <clears throat> so like growing up, obviously you said like TC kind of helps you get into the cross. Before you hit junior, are you like why are you going to the bunny barn? Are there guys like you idolize like older than you? Like you mentioned, like shoots and Brucey e. Cod, like, but were there guys that you kind of idolized growing up that played for the Northmen? Oh, big time, man. They, they all coached us. And, uh, okay. I still, I still think that's one of the the unique circumstances and it, it's, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and be biased and say that it's orange or like that. But if you notice these centers that I, in my personal opinion, that seem to have the most success is, you know, I had Jamie Dowdle coach me. I had Darren Howells coach me. I had Phil Sanderson coach me. And then we had Owen Ivy come back and coach us because he left the junior a bench. Like, it was just things like that. So every time I went to watch, still my favorite player uh, of all time from Orangeville is Brad McDonald. Ended up going on and playing pro and winning a championship with Calgary. His dad, Greg, coached with Philly, with Linz and stuff like that. And, you know, we were just obsessed with them. I, Greggy Suits was the water boy for a year when I think I was in Bantam and I was the, the ball boy. And at that year, Petey Veltman had a torn knee so after every game or after every warm-up pd Veltman wanted to get his shots and so i think my uh series one john Tavares mohawk i pd Veltman just about put a hole in it because he's getting warm for the game he wasn't playing in, and i'm in my bags like this at the bottom of it by the end of it like throwing hook passes to him and i'm getting in shit for being the ball boy so it was uh it was always fun just to go and you know, it, it was fun to see some of the uh, older girls were there, which was fun to look at a lot of the time. And more than oh, anything, yeah. that's where you got to go with your buddies. And in between periods, we'd go out back and play lacrosse out back until your dads came and gave you a shit because everyone's getting in tilts with each other. Like, it was just uh, a ton of fun. And uh, it was just something that I'll never forget, just being able to go. And, you know, I'm obviously as a dad now, I'm looking forward to, you know, if we stay around here, you never know what the future holds, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, just having the opportunity to have something like that and, uh, truly feel that it brought a bunch of structure to my life. Like I knew on Fridays, the dad had to be at the arena to swirl the Gatorade. So, you know, Andy got to come kind of thing. 
Just stirring it with his forearm, eh? Put <laughs> <laughs> a strong dude, hand in there. <laughs> dude, don't joke about that. So he still may be in the league. Tommy Beckett. He was the equipment manager for New England. Was he there when you were there, Suitsy? Uh, I think so. Yeah, the Bra- yeah, he's from Brampton. Tommy, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Glasses, yeah, yeah. hilarious great guy. guy. Yeah, great so, guy. He, we get him for those two man cup runs back in 09 and 10 or 08, 09. Anyways, the best part was this guy would wear a surgical glove <laughs> and he'd have, he'd be up to his elbow in there stirring the game, right? <laughs> like, dude, no word of a lie, man. No word of a lie. Surgical glove, but he'd be an elbow oh. deep stirring oh. the old. Thank yeah. God he put a glove on it. Eh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not one crystal left in that Gatorade. He stirred it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Twister God. live. Oh, no doubt. That's good. Let's, uh, yeah. Well, let's, I mean, let's move into, and you don't have to kind of walk through, you know, both of them, um, you know, game by game or anything like that. But maybe just, again, part of the reason we started this thing was to kind of talk about more Canadian lacrosse box lacrosse and kind of what it means. I mean, for you, what was, what's it like to, to win a, a Minto cup for, for your hometown team? It was, uh, it was something really special. Uh, 2000, 2008 was, um, you know, the first time in a while that Orangeville had an opportunity to represent uh, Ontario. And uh, you know, we went out there with a lot of pride and uh, after the first three days, we were, you know, luckily we're three and zero. And unfortunately, when you have 21, 16 to 21 year olds, uh, and you look and you play every other day for the next ten days, um, things got a, a little out of hand, as you can imagine. But uh, Calgary was uh, definitely the best experience of my life, and uh, one of those things where you know you, you develop the friendships. Um, I mean, one of, one of my best friends to this day, Stephen Keogh, and, you know, we were lucky enough to trade for him that year. And he came over and lived at Greggy and Jackie's house with Andy. So, uh, you know, we had a lot of fun by the pool with him and stuff. And, uh, you know, Adam Jones and my 21-year-old group with Teets and Glennie and Maddie McMurray, Jay Carter, like we had all those guys that uh, I'd grown up with. So it was pretty special to win with them. And uh, moving to 2009, it was completely different. Because at that point, I don't know if it was the same in senior poly, but you couldn't host a Minto unless you had a certain amount of seating. And that's the year that Nash put all the extra seats in because they had hosted in 2007. Mm-hmm. And they put all those extra bleachers and stuff in. So yeah, obviously at the Bunny Barn, there's no room to build. So to have the opportunity to play in Brampton, was kind of like this is as close to home as this will ever get and yeah my and it's to the to the day i die i don't know if there's another sporting moment in my life that i'll uh, ever have this but i think it was game two of the finals and they got rosie in game one they got him they got him with the illegal gear <laughs> so glennie went into the room and he came out with his head down and uh, yeah, it was game one and uh, Rosie got chucked. So we lost the big dog between the pipes and in comes a fresh off the fucking DQ train, Dylan Ward. We got a one goal lead and they had Potter, Tinning, all those boys who could shoot the lights. So you guys out. are playing Brampton, right? You're playing, We're playing Brampton. Brampton in Brampton. Okay. So this is the, the final two out of three. And, you know, I'm sitting on the crease and I get uh, D Ward comes in and we're like, it's all right, buddy. We need you for one save here. And when you get it, 
There's 11 seconds left. You get four in the crease, give it to one of us. D Ward makes a huge save. What does the Rook do? Picks it up and goes for the empty wrapper. (laughs) He bombs it. So they come back down, get another shot. He makes another huge save. Amazing. So whatever we get, we get out of that game. And then the second game, same thing. We had, I think a a two goal lead or they might've beat us a second game. I can't remember, but in two or three, we go and Diesel calls Rosie again. So I'm like, go to Glenny. I go, fuck this. You're bad luck. I'm going in the room. And as you guys can imagine, who know me pretty well, I had some choice words for Mr. Kyle Rubish on the way in. (laughs) And Rubes is telling me suits. It's not my call. And I'm laughing like, okay, I get it. And we walk into the room and it's Sean Grenier. And they pull out that stupid piece of wood. And at that time in junior, you had to call what you wanted measured. So the guy goes, right leg and Rosie goes wrong one bitch <laughs> and that one's legal and I sprint like I I'm telling you you looked at Andrew Suter like it was free Bud Lights and right behind me was Nick Rose free rum and cokes we come buzzing out of this t- tunnel and I just threw my hands up and then all you heard in the Powerade Center was Rosie and to the day I die it's probably the, the greatest lacrosse moment I've had in my life. One, because he's, he's probably one of, if not my best friend and like just to see him and his excitement, but for him to have the audacity, because you could only call him once. And he said, wrong one. Like, it's like, are you kidding? <laughs> so we are lucky enough to just uh, basically spat, spat Rubish's yeah, face. <laughs> yeah. And like, kind of, it has nothing to do with Kyle, but it was like, after they yeah. gone, it was nice to win one. It's like one, one. So it was, uh, yeah. it was good to get that out of the way. And uh, to win that was, you know, unreal because, you know, you took a 35 minute bus ride home and uh, you know, our families, our girlfriends and uh, everything like that was waiting for us at uh, Brian's fuels. It has a, a beautiful operation up here and they opened their warehouse to us. And it was just uh, one of the moments you'll never forget. And uh to, to win it was, was a complete honor and uh, to bring it back to the town was an honor, but more than anything. And I, I think I speak on behalf of a lot of the Orangeville guys was it was more inspiring because we got to see you guys wanted to now, hopefully, you know, uh, motivate the younger generation to say like, you know, this is, this is what's possible if you work hard and stick together kind of thing. And uh, you know, we, we, just like any junior team, we did have guys from out of town, but Holy man, did they come in and, make themselves a part of the community and would help out. And kids would see Stephen Keel and Damon Edwards and, you know, love them to death. Adam Jones is one of the, the all around greatest humans I've ever met. And uh, he's the only guy I've ever seen get away with going up to coach every practice, asking if it's lights. So it, it was good to have Jonesy. So um, all in all, it was just awesome to win. And uh, one of those things you just don't forget. I mean, and dude, I that so that, was that your last year? No, my last year was Mark's year. Mark, Mark, and the the collusion of the the West Coast year. So that was like that. I remember that year because you guys played. That was a when you guys played Burlington in the second round, right? Your last year, would that have been? Yeah, that was my last year where uh, J Mac would just went off in the first round. I think he had like seven goals against. Well, and and but the like craziest that. thing lacrosse wise that still stuck out to me is Adam Jones being hurt, not playing a single regular season game, but then you can play the playoffs. 
And he just steps into like the first game and just has six talks after not picking up a stick for the whole. We're, we're like the lightning. We're like twenty. He's the original Kucherov. The yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. ten Orange million over, over the, the cap. cap. Yeah, exactly. Kucherov's yanking off Jonesy for sure, fresh <laughs> as a daisy too. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's never. Like he's uh, couldn't be more fresh. Oh, what do you think, Maddie? We going lights tonight, bud? Jonesy, we haven't played in a week. Yeah, I'm going lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the best. <laughs> and well i mean and that's so this is i think it'll tie in nicely but this is uh so you let's go through the school side of things you did you you went over to rit for one year or a semester what was that like no 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 i i out of uh went to the hill academy the inaugural year grade 12 hey can um, you can you explain because obviously the hill academy uh we'll we'll touch on it quickly and the hill academy from where you being the inaugural to where it is now, I think you got to explain where you were going to school. <laughs> so we, so Brody Patrick and their father, uh, Peter, uh, we were in the, the bottom floor of a whole, a vacant hotel, <laughs> you know, where, uh, where Hockley Valley golf course is yep. right across yep. the street. What a lot of people don't know is there's another hotel. And, uh, at the bottom, there's, uh, tons of open space and areas and, uh, like boardrooms. So that's where we did year one was, uh, we'd go to Hockley Highlands. It's called, we do our, all our classes there. And then we would go over to Axe Poly where we used to play yeah, yeah. home there. Yep. And that's where, that's where we do our workouts. And there, it was wicked. We'd have like buffets and stuff all the time, but you know, obviously, I wasn't the greatest student of all time. And at times so the rooms were unlocked. So you can go for like a 15, 20 minute per and the teacher would think you're going to the washroom, but they <laughs> just had to walk back down to the basement. So, you know, I, I couldn't be prouder to be a, a Hill alumni to see, uh, you know, where, where it started to where, where it's been. And uh, it's really nice for me personally to see it so close to home too still. So for sure, that's uh, that's nice. But uh, they did it. They did everything they could for us. And it was amazing. We went down to indoor tournaments in New Jersey and stuff like that, but uh, there was no turf field or anything like that. That's for sure. So, and then, so where did you, uh, where did you go to school after that? And I, then I got recruited to Adrian college, the, the bulldog nation there. Did, uh, did two years hard time there. Um, <laughs> got, 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 got in some trouble off the field. Um, and then, uh, you know, decided that I, it was, it was good to transfer to a school with Sean Gillies, Dan McCray and Alex Preppen. Like, I thought that'd be just, just better. Perfect. Yeah. yeah just, we need better influences in our life. Yeah. And then, you know, well, when you get there, you're living with Macintosh, who was about the only thing, you know, kind of keeping me on a straight and narrow there. So, to answer your question, Lomi, I did three months hard time there because they do trimesters. So I didn't realize that uh, Nick Rose driving home from Boston on a Tuesday and leaving on a Saturday, uh, Sunday and ending it with a tragically hip concert on a Saturday in Syracuse, you'd make it through the semester. So that was it for you. Yeah, that, 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 I'll blame it on Rosie. That one buried me. Um, yeah. But uh, had a, had a lot of fun there. But it, all in all, like my grades were not great, but I was still eligible. I just I love, I love box across with everything I have. I liked field across, but it just wasn't something for me. And that year was the year when you start seeing guys that decide not to go to school to enter the draft. And my passion was just more so driven towards the indoor game. And uh, obviously <laughs> it wasn't a good fit for me down there. Or it was a great fit, but just wasn't good for school. And I mean, to tie it back to that, 
your final year when you played Burlington in the second round, you lived with the guy in fucking whatever game two in Burlington. Yeah. You just jump him. <laughs> well, it's, it's, you know, it's one of their, I think it was Scotty Johnson and Jones. He got into one. And I remember thinking on the bench, all right, I got to do something here. Like, and I was like, <laughs> looking, and I was like, look, and then I looked, I'm like, fuck, Matisse is a pretty big guy. <laughs> like that was their, one of their other good players. And I, fuck and i went up to mac and i was like sorry dude and he's like what and i <laughs> threw the farm didn't throw a punch i promise but mac will tell you i didn't throw a punch you threw your you threw your gloves through the floor of the arena <laughs> yeah. yeah and then then sprinted off the floor and the worst part of it was just like like you said like literally like two weeks later or three weeks later i gotta go meet him down at rit and our dads are getting together to see the house we're renting and i'm like oh, what did i do like what did i just do so you know, uh, hats off to Matt. He, I think he forgave me. He was nice to me when we were at RIT and for thereafter. So it, uh, it was it was a, a bad experience for me, but, uh, you know, the love of the game, I guess. Hey, it's all fair in love and war, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so then, yeah, so then you're out and then it's like, hey, I'm going to the draft. Basically, like I've had a, this, these three months are enough. I'm going to the draft. Yeah, and it was just one of those things. I uh, I went and talked to uh, Bob Cleveland because I had one more year left of junior. And uh, mm-hmm. Bob actually thought at the time that I was asking for a trade. So he, <laughs> I walked up into his office and I was like, hey, man, can we talk? And he's like, I'm not trading you. I'm like, oh, that's good because I'm just asking how do you enter the draft? And Beav and I, uh, he's like a, like a father figure to me. So we had, we had a good yeah. laugh. And, uh, you know, he got me all dialed up with, uh, you know, forfeiting the remaining – whatever it would be one year and seven months of eligibility I had left or whatever it was. So, um, yeah, and just, uh, decided that that was the path for me. And, uh, then things, uh, then the dream came true kind of thing. Um, so then, yeah, let's, let's, let's go to draft night. Where was, where was the draft? You the remember? Weston Harbor Castle. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Downtown. So me That's and Greggy it. got a room down there and, uh, it was, uh, it was a, it was an unreal experience. And, uh, it, you know, I still think that, you know, the three guys that were in front of me are, you know, three, uh, three of my all time favorite players to watch. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool to be, uh, be down there with, uh, you know, guys you battled with your whole life. So was that when Mark was that when Mark went first overall? No, it went Jameson Rubish, Jameson Rubish Dixon Suter. So oh, it was, okay. uh, a couple of guys that I look up to still yeah, and, yeah. Uh, are great friends. And then Danny Mack went six, Davey Brock went seventh, Jared Davis yeah. went fifth. So it was, it was <laughs> I think Dilksy, Dilksy went in like the second or third round, which is now when you look at it, it's crazy to yeah. think. So, oh, yeah, unreal steel. So when you, when you declare, are you talking to teams? Like, do you know you're kind of going to fall in line to that fourth? Like, obviously, I think, like, again, when we talked to Jammer, Kurt made some fucking shot in the dark trade that they get first overall. So you know that Jammer's going there. I think that was probably like one of the worst kept secrets. But like, who are you talking to? I honestly had no idea where I was going to go until, no about, until about, about two weeks before. I didn't know if I would go because I wasn't hearing from many people. So like, <laughs> I was I was nervous. And then I got a call uh, from Marty O'Neill, and he's like, "Okay, just uh, letting you know." we're taking you at four if you're available. And I was like, Oh, sweet. Like, be like, I haven't heard from anyone. And I was yeah. like, what, do you, what do you mean if I'm available? He's like, 
Calgary said they're back and forth between you and Dixon. Well, fuck, they made a pretty good pick there. Right. Like, and, uh, I was like, okay, well, so I went to the draft and, um, Dixon went three and I was lucky enough to, for, uh, John and Andy Arlotta and Marty O'Neill to present me the opportunity. But, uh, up until I think it was probably like three or four weeks before the draft, I was like shaking. Like I, I didn't know yeah. the teams called guys. I'd never gone through the experience. And then when I got that call, it was cool. And then it kind of started to make sense because Marty and John came to an Orangeville game. So it was kind of, you start to kind of put the pieces together, but leading up to that, I was starstruck. I, I, I had no idea. That's uh, I mean, where, where was the draft? Remember? The Western Harbor Castle, downtown Toronto, baby. So what another, was this, another, what was the celebration like with that oh, absolute boy. wrecking crew that you just listed off the contract? Oh, oh and then Hopcroft went in that draft too. Hopcroft. Uh, was he wearing a bow tie? He was yeah, wearing a yeah, bow tie. Yeah, for yeah, he sure. bow tied. He went to Calgary. Um, it was uh, it was a good time. Just uh, you know the the guys there that you know, and uh, like I said, Greggy Suits got as a room, and uh, my cousin Josh White, who was uh, he was like a brother to me. He surprised me and came up from Brockville and uh, we woke up the next morning to say the least that Greggy had a king bed to himself and me and Whitey were sharing a futon slash bed <laughs> together. So we made, we made our way to just about every, every club possible that night. Let's just say that. Welcome to the national league, waking up on a fucking pullout. <laughs> Worked your whole life to get here. How's the pullout, buddy? <laughs> uh, but- Funny thing is, that's just that was a precursor of things to come in the NLL. It's like oh, you gotta get. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. It was uh, wouldn't change any of it for the world. The draft night was great, and uh, had my uncles there and stuff. So it was a lot of fun, and uh, turned into a lot more fun after, for sure. Hundred percent. And then, uh, did you go? Did you live in many right away, or or what? Yeah. Uh... Oh yeah, I did three years there. So okay. the, fir- the first year, <laughs> there was six of us, four of which were on the team. So there was Callum Crawford, Rory Smith, and Zach Greer in one condo. And then on the other one was Scotty, the big rig Rogers, Ryan Hurley, who runs Epic Lacrosse and me. And Hurley was on our practice roster at the time. And Scotty was the Notre Dame graduate that they drafted after me. So he was just hanging out and me and Scotty hit it off and hanging out with Rory and Callum was great. And then the next two years, things things really took off. They, uh, they really, t- there was nine of us the second year and 12 of us the third year. <laughs> so we had, they were the 16. So at the corner of our building the last year, we had one 16, two 16, three 16 and four 16 all on top of each other. And that's, that's dangerous. Minnesota is a, a pretty fun town. And, uh, you know, we, as much as we put in the work in the community, we, uh, we definitely had our fun there. There was actually a bar, Paul, you'll remember it called the wildest of onions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. No oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they didn't know how to read Canadian IDs. So when you went, they would just say, here's, you know, come in or whatever. Then we found out that Wednesdays was birthday Wednesday. So you and five buddies drink for free. So, so we would go like every Wednesday and there'd be like someone else's birthday. Like I'm pretty sure they caught on to us. Like, dude, your birthday was like two weeks ago <laughs> and we're just yeah. handing them Canadian IDs, getting wristbands. Like it was great. And uh, you know, the, like the guys that were down there, like we had Creppy, Shane Jackson, Joel Henry, 
Evan Kirk, Jay Card, Ryan Vanesh, McIntosh, Tao, Patty Smith. Like we had, uh, it was it was a, a really good time. Yeah, um, yeah. Really, there's, really co- I, time. there's probably quite a few stories you can't even can't even bring up from that yeah. time. But yeah, there there was a lot of fun. The the only one that was uh, still my favorite was Benny had a rule where he didn't touch a drop of booze until Saturdays after the game, or he liked his Sundays. So we get home from Colorado and uh, we're hanging out in the condos and you guys know, I, I'm not one to, you know, push someone to do something. eh? So <laughs> Benny, Benny has this idea that he's going to buy a dog. So Benny and I take a, I think it was an Uber or a cab at that point to the pet smart or whatever it was. We bought a, one of those show dogs, the little white ones. Yeah. I spent like $200 on crates and toys woke up the next day to the dog in the bed and Benny comes down. He's like, so it's like, I don't know what we were thinking. We took the dog back the next day. So we, <laughs> we had a dog for one night and then we had to take him back because oh, we, like, who's going to watch this? Like we all leave on the weekend. So we, we did one, one hard night with a dog. <laughs> that was a good one. But other than that, it was uh, just a lot of hanging, a lot of video games. And uh, the, the year Jacko was there, we, one of the condos, I think it was ours. We took out our kitchen table and put a pool table. So we'd have like family dinners on our, our pool tables nice. and stuff. So it was pretty much like a, a frat house kind of thing. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's and, what, and what was it like? I mean, obviously, you know, the team's not there anymore, but there's, there's rumors here and there. You hear them that, that they may get a team back at some point. What was it like playing in front of those fans and then, you know, being, being like a fan favorite and, you know, ultimately the captain of the team too. It was, it was amazing. But I think that like, like all of us know it's uh, the atmosphere was electric, but the, the biggest kicker always did uh, you know, at times we don't get access to is we didn't know who, which ones were given away and which ones were bought. Uh-huh. So if they're giving away 10,000 tickets and you're not getting the concession, it'd be a sweet atmosphere, but it's costing you gosh knows how much money. Right. So um, the atmosphere is amazing. The fans are amazing. I keep in contact with a lot of the fans, um, things like that. It was, uh, you know, still to this day, my favorite arena to play in. Um, and it was one that I hope they get it back, but it definitely has to be under the, the rights uh, ownership slash uh, arena deal. I think more, it's more the arena deal than anything. I'd love to see them put one in the university of Minnesota where that hockey team sells out all the time. I think that would be electric in a university oh, atmosphere. Jesus, like, man. Could you imagine? And they take boys are just from, boys are just living in res. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you take it from St. Paul, which is like the calm city to the twin yeah. city of Minneapolis. And it's a riot. So it's like, I'd love to see them kind of do that or, you know, I, I'd love for the fans down there to get another chance because I know there was a lot of loyal ones, but unfortunately with the day and age, you, you need more than, uh, you know, a couple of dozen to, to host a team nowadays. No, for sure. Um, and then when, when did you become, when were you, when did you become team captain? Uh, my second year. Second. Oh man. So you were a Young. Yeah, yeah, we went through a uh, quite a rebuild. I think the only guys on the team my second year from the year before were like Nick Patterson, Callum Crawford, Ryan Benesh, and Kevin Ross and Tyler yeah, Haas. Yeah. And then other than that, we kind of John decided to to rebuild, and uh, I think that was the start of when Mr. Arlotta, uh started uh, st- strategizing his picks from his first rounders. 
Because that next year, I think we got like Noble and Sorensen or Noble and yeah. Matisse. And it's like, okay, like, or no, sorry, we got Macintosh. And then the next year it was Matisse and Sorensen, then Noble. It's like, holy smokes. Like, okay, you're starting to kind of understand it. And we were competitive. We had a, we had a great, like our goalies were Evan Kirk and Tyler Carlson. Like we, yeah. we were competitive every night and, uh, you know, obviously uh, something I'll never forget, but yeah, it was uh, the second year there, which was uh, quite the surprise and uh, more than anything, quite the honor. Oh, for sure, man. And, but, and you deserve it too. Was that the, just trying to think is you were, you played with like Lenny Bryan. So that was the first time, was that the first time you were a C like in yeah, junior? Other than, yeah. Other than midget hockey. That was a, I had an A on my Jersey most, most years, not to, for yeah. I'm off conceited by any way, but uh that was the first time I had the the privilege of being captain other than a uh, midget hockey team. No big deal. Single A OMHA champ. Try counties, baby. <laughs> no, no. OMHA, baby. All OMHA. Right. The whole so smoke. did you, did you lean a lot on your uh, midget experience to be on your leadership qualities? <laughs> no, honestly, my, the person I leaned on the most by a country mile. And uh, to this day, I'll tell anyone who should have been our captain is Jeff Gilbert. And I, I don't know if you ever played with Gilby, but uh, played against him. Yeah, we made a big trade for him. I forget who we sent to Toronto, but we got Gilby out of that. And uh, fuck, man, what a steal! What first team beauty, first team leader. He should have been the captain of that team, but I think just uh, he should have been the captain probably the three years I was man. To be to be completely transparent with you, he was uh, one of my favorite teammates of all time, and just an all around uh, hell. I think he was a second team All Pro back to back years for us. Like he was great. So. Uh, Shout out to Jeff. I know he's doing uh, great things up there with uh, real estate and his three kids. So, yep, and Barry. And then did you – you went to New England right after that? Sorry? Yeah, then I got buzzed. To, uh, then I went through the uh, the revolving door of knee injuries there. So, tore my ACL, came back. Uh, John and I decided uh, – I'll call it mutually that it was uh, time to move on. And uh, I was lucky enough that Rich wanted uh, to trade for me. So, that was uh, – that was my first merry-go-round there in New England. And uh, at that time, our coach, our coach decided to quit with like four games left. So he told us he wasn't coming back. <laughs> and then that game, I, I tore my knee. And uh, I was in Toronto covering Crowley. The rich, rich greased me, traded Crowley. Then I tear my knee on Crowley. Thanks, Rich. So um, that happened. And then uh, that next year was Clarkie's first year. And uh, I was coming off my knee injury. And uh, – they actually gave me the C in New England for the first four games yeah. I came back. And uh, the fifth game, oh, pop goes the weasel. There goes another knee. Um, and I think that pretty much, uh, that was a long walk up a short pier with a backpack full of rocks in New England, <laughs> that one was. So that, that, was, that was just about the end of that one. And then, oh, then it just started. Then Kurt traded for me. And while I was hurt, and that's when I had the uh, the privilege to play with Polly and all the boys there where uh, – you know, I, uh, I can honestly say I was heartbroken at the end of that one, got released yeah. from there. <laughs> and then I thought it'd be, Hey man, you've done the East team. Let's do one of the short trips to Vancouver. <laughs> so, I mean, and you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to bring up that that's when we, that's when we got to rekindle the flame and be best buddies in Roch though. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's about, about a half cup of tea. The coffee wasn't even warm yet. The whole time. It was still <laughs> hot the time I was out of there. So, uh, you know, that was, uh, you know, obviously a great experience and uh, things like that. But then, uh, yeah, then, then it was out to Vancouver for a year and then Rich traded back for me. <laughs> then I was back in New England and then 
ended up getting traded to New York and then COVID and families ended the career. So it was a, uh, it was a whirlwind. So if anyone listening to the pod needs knee braces, I got a fucking attic full of them. <laughs> for them. <laughs> Unreal. Well, and I mean, maybe, uh, maybe let's dive into, uh, let's dive into that Vancouver year a little bit. Cause I know it was, you know, I think, you had a hell of a year that's dude. what i mean like, yeah. after coming back from all the knee injuries like and then sorry not to cut you off danny but even like me and you talked after the roch thing and like we won't get into specifics but like you were willing to come back to roch but whatever kurt trades you kind of like whatever doesn't yeah, matter was, how it, it goes was, down was, but you want to yeah. come back it was, a, and, it, was uh, a, it was a financial thing right and that's what happens yeah with exactly long-term deals right so but yeah, to answer your question, Vancouver was uh, amazing. I mean, once again, it didn't want to get traded, but then they, <laughs> they sold the franchise. <laughs> so like, I, just, I don't know what's going on. And uh, I know Jacko listens to the, the pod a ton, and uh, I'll, he'll love to hear this one, his favorite chirp. Is there anyone that doesn't fucking want you? You get traded to next. So Jacko lets me know that one. But uh yeah, it was uh, Vancouver is amazing, and uh, Doug Locker took uh, extremely good care of me. Um, obviously, with such a, a long flight and uh, the career I have in sales, they were actually flying me out Thursdays at 6 p.m., and I would get to Vancouver, call it 8. Then I would work all day in Vancouver, practice Friday night, play Saturday, and then everyone knows what you do after. I had the 315 shuttle back to the <laughs> I'd leave like the Langley hotel at three 15 for my 6am flight. And then I'd get to Toronto at like five. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah, And that's, that's when I started. No. And that's when I started dating my fiance. Thank God. Cause she lived in Toronto and I'm just coming with two piss holes as eyes to come <laughs> to her condo. I couldn't have driven any further. I, I don't remember. I don't, I don't think I stayed awake for one flight home. Like it was ridiculous. So it was, uh, it was a great year and uh, another like, and I, I think you guys know more than I do. It's just the guys in every team, man. Like I got to know Salty. I got to know Beersy. Ian Hawksby is one of my favorite dudes. Uh, we had Eric Penny, uh, Dutchy, Small. Like it was just such a great group of guys. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> things went the complete opposite of what we were hoping. But uh, other than that, it was uh, just great to continue to play the game you kind of love, right? Oh, for sure yeah, for sure man but those uh those flights i don't like again going to the west is amazing because you gain time it's like you leave at oh. three pretty much get there at three coming home it's like a 24-hour day and then like you say when you're leaving right from the shark club to the old oh. shuttle <laughs> oh man the roosters or something like that too it used to be oh man it was yeah and the, the one time i think it was me and that's when we got saunders then we signed saunders so i had someone to fly with <laughs> We were like yeah. taking our bags to the bar and just taking it from the airport. Coat check. Coat you got coat check? Yeah. No, I just got this equipment no. bag. Am I throwing it back there? I'll buy, I guarantee I buy 30 rum and cokes if you watch this bag. <laughs> 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 so it was uh, it was a great experience and, uh, you know, loved every single player I ever played with. And uh, it was, uh, I, like I said, there's, yeah, would I give anything to have Polly's fingers in pro? Absolutely. Um but it was one of those things I'm just so blessed and so honored to have uh, played for 10 years. Yeah. I, I, I mean, 
maybe we'll touch on the uh, touch on the last year a little bit. You coming to the Riptide? Yeah, that's what a oh, group. Yeah. What a group. What a group. Together. What a group. I'm telling you, it's the fact that you get to go into Halifax for the first ever game in Halifax and get absolutely piss piled. Like what a time! <laughs> what a time! I couldn't do it with a better group of guys. Yeah, I couldn't have done it. You couldn't have done it with a better group of guys, and uh, it was more the fact with that group. It was I'd never been around a group that unfortunately performed so poorly on the floor but was so able to stick together as a group off the floor and uh the one thing that you know as teams we always try to eliminate is clicks and uh i mean there was no clicks man we all got it along with each other i can remember i think lonely the, the one time we were in georgia we none of us went out that we we went and got a couple cases of beer and just sat in the lobby and yeah. it was just uh things like that and you know, some guys get negative, uh, you know, kind of reputations from the American side of things sometimes. But like, you know, Miles Jones came in and was great with us. Kieran McCardle might be one of my one of my favorite guys going. And, uh, you know, everyone just kind of got along that uh, led to a Nashville trip that uh, it might be. It, it was I don't I'm speechless. I mean, the Nashville trip. I have, I have no words. That zero. was one of the funnier things to cap off, like that trip and and i guess for people listening like our game fell on that i think it was the in canada it's family the, day did and you then, do the georgia to nashville yeah yeah, yeah. So monday monday Saturday, was a right? holiday yeah yeah so the monday was off so sunday morning we just hop in a bunch of minivans everyone just buzzes over to uh to nashville and like whatever do you have a blast we do top golf we do it all the day went by in the blink of an eye but we wake up in the morning and suits his rookie alex woodall <laughs> has an early flight and gets an Uber to the airport, but takes the rental car keys with him. So <laughs> we've got the rental. We make him come back and unlock the car. He misses his flight. I think we left. I think Travis Longboat might still be in Nashville for all I know. Oh. <laughs> it was, we, uh, we were, t- so we were fun. talking to Boatsy at 9am when we were leaving for our flight and his flight was at eight fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and the worst part was the absolute kick to the nuts was Georgia beat us. And then we get to the airport and they all got direct flights and we got to go back through New York. Yeah. We're that was losing it. Oh, it was the worst. They rubbed in our faces. Uh, it was uh, tons of memories and uh, top golf was hilarious. And how I got in charge of putting everything on my visa and claiming it was still beyond me. What a oh, points weekend that one. Was. I was going to say, you just uh, bought a house on <laughs> Oh, big points guy. Huge points guy. So it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I mean, that's a good way to put it too. It was, it's never we easy. We snuck it in before the vid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We got that done. That was right before it, right? Vid hitting top golf balls for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was a good time, but so what, I mean, to kind of go towards, you know, the end of it, what was, what kind of went into the like decision for you to, to kind of, that it was time to step away. So I was contemplating it. I got very, very excited for that. Uh, you know, a lot of people know there, there was an attempt to make a bubble and, uh, yeah. unfortunately it didn't come to fruition and, uh, I worked uh, pretty hard to try to get, try to get into shape for that and felt like I was pretty good. And uh, then when it got declined again, and honestly, boys, that those back-to-back lockdowns, oh man, did they, they rattled my cage, like not being able to do anything. Like I know there's some guys that still had gyms and stuff. We didn't have 
anything. Like the only place I, like my workout was going to Sobeys and getting a bag of ketchup chips. You know what I mean? Like that's about all I could do. Yeah. And uh, that took its toll on me like uh, mentally. And I started kind of resenting lacrosse and then, then things start to open up and you start to get back in the groove and stuff. And uh, the time I went down there, Paulie, to play with you guys uh, in that game. I know. Uh, Got to play with hey, you know what though? Sorry, got to play with you one last time. So you know what? One last game. Yeah, Yeah. one last game. And uh when I was leaving the arena and I and it's no secret, you know, I my knees are uh, not what they're supposed to be. My knees, my my knees got arms, he's got arms (laughs) for legs now. Oh man, so my knees started to bother me. And on the way home, I called my fiance and I was like, uh you know, after two years, you would think that, you know, I I'm itching to get back and I, I loved it. And I honestly told her that I, it was, ha- I was happy. I got to play one more time with a lot of my good friends and, uh, lo and behold, you know, the worst 30 seconds of Jen's life, we have another one on the way. So it kind of <laughs> all, all, all added up there and, uh, you know, uh, just, and it's not to take away from anyone that has families in the league, um, and stuff. It's just for me and uh chance with work and stuff. And, uh, you know, I don't say it all the time and I try to hide it, but you know, my body just, it's just not good to go again. And, could I have got there and pushed through? I think I could have just out of pure motivation to see your friends and not let your teammates down. But I can't imagine being on crutches again with JJ and uh, whatever it is, because we don't know the sex yet. So whatever is kind of coming our way. And uh, I got the opportunity to take over the director of national uh, sales in our company. So um, I'll be traveling to BC and Alberta once a quarter and stuff like that. So to be gone, all these weekends and uh, things like that. It was just uh, the perfect time and uh, hardest decision I've ever made in my life. And I know Lomi, you can kind of vouch for it was, it was hard to walk away from the game, but the harder thing to do was walk away from my teammates and uh, even not just my teammates, but my friends. I had a, a little cry fit with Paulie. He got me so good. He got a free Nespresso machine out of it sponsored big fan of the pod um but uh it was just more so those phone calls whether it was with paul and dan dawson um had a great call uh text with jordan mcintosh it was guys that weren't on your team but were you know kind of ex-teammates and the thing is is friends and it's uh i don't know about other guys but for me the thing you always worried about was do you lose that because you're away from the game right it's something that you start to ponder and you can't relate in the same sense it's like so I got to go relate to John Smith down there at Boston Pizza on Friday on a bar stool and tell him about the glory days. I'll be that guy from Friday Night Lights <laughs> yeah, kind of thing, right? So you, you, you resent all that stuff and you worry. But, um, you know, having so many great call, uh, phone calls and things with uh, such great guys and such great friends, it just uh, brought you to the point where it was like, okay, this is the right thing to do. And um, do I miss it? Yeah, I do. But uh, – I'm a big fan of the pickup and call. So I like to call my guys. And uh, the other thing I like now is I don't have to be biased. So I can call Rosie and let him know he played a good game or, you know, I can call those guys and uh, be proud of them and things like that. So uh, it all led to where it was supposed to at the right time and uh, couldn't be happier with my decision, but uh, at the same time, missed the fuck out of the game and every guy. For sure, man. But yeah, it's kind of, you know, I didn't even think about it, but it'd be kind of cool now. Like you actually just get to be a fan of the NLL, like obviously you'll still have like allegiances to like the Riptide, but like you can actually, yeah, like 
call your buddies who you're so close with and just be like, Hey man, man, you played great or, or whatever, which is, which is kind of cool too. Like you can put all the, you know, animosity or whatever allegiances. And I never even like really thought that even when I called you, like, and you kind of told me, it was like, you know what, like, <clears throat> again, like you made that decision. And, and again, I, I, I think like you're so happy with the decision, which is great. And it's one of those things, man, like, you know, we never know when, when it is. And, you know, I think we all regret, like, not regret, but uh, I can't even think, but like dread, sorry, dread the day when we got to hang them up, man. But anytime, like you can look yourself in the mirror and I think I said this to you and, and happy with that decision and even talking to you here today, man, like still knowing you're happy is makes me happy. And again, I'll say, I know Lomi will say it. We, 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 uh, we love to stroke you off, but dude, like those texts and calls and like those tweets, not everyone gets those, man. <laughs> so they're all well-deserved. Again, you're, you're an absolute animal on the floor, but again, you're everyone's favorite teammate for a reason off the floor too, dude. So um, I'm happy for you, brother. I appreciate it, man. It means the world. And uh, you know, it's uh, you get emotional about it. And uh, all I can say is thank you, especially you two, two of my, my favorite teammates. And thank you to the, you know, everyone that listens is in the lacrosse world. And it's not just, teammates it's opposing coaches and things like that the you know my only ask is someone sauce me a free br live code there so i don't get milked for the 69.99 or whatever <laughs> we're, TS- oh, we're tsn now we'll get you just down. get cable oh, you'll yeah. be good buddy yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh, look at the you guys got rid of me and you guys get a tv deal you <laughs> <laughs> just had to get rid of some dead weight we're just yeah, exactly. some fat off the top we're, we're adding teams and getting rid of dead weight and then we got a tv deal exactly yeah unreal awesome man well yeah i mean echo everything everything paulie said but paulie is there anything else anything else you got for old suits here uh man this is awesome i think i think we got to get him on again we even we even touch on on summer ball like living in victoria and and bro days but i think uh i think we'll cap it dude that this was amazing man and uh again congrats on a hell of a career man and and thanks for coming on brother Dude, I, uh, yeah, well, I, I think to, to finish it off here, I, uh, I stopped, I never read this. I stumbled across a, a little article by Bob, Bobby Chavez, who, uh, he, Chavez? I think it's Chavez. Chavez. All right. Well, he's <laughs> Chavez now. He, uh, he finished off his article and I kind of like the way this ends. It says, so as, so as we try to adjust to an upcoming NLL season that won't have the passion and heart of Suter on the floor, Here's a tip of the cap to a man who led by example and walked the walk. There have been many, many players in the NLL, and there are many more to come, but there are few, if any, who will do it like Andrew Suter. So I think that's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty cool little cap off, man. Hell of a career, hell of a teammate, and uh, a guy that said he would never come on and do an interview. He did it. We <laughs> fucking got him to do it. Congrats, boys. It. Congrats on what you're doing. And, uh, you know, thanks for having me on. And, you know, Lomi, I wasn't supposed to say it, but I'll take those 15 flats at Cottage Springs over. <laughs> when <you> get a <laughs> <day>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Thanks a ton. Awesome. And uh, Love keep it. up the good work. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see you guys. All right, brother. We'll see you soon. See you, boys. There he is. My favorite, favorite teammate of all time. Andy Suter, what a chat, what a guy, what a career. Yeah, just an absolute beauty, man. Gone, gone too soon, but god damn it, he made, well, it, he's made an impact. Don't make it sound like he's croaked. <laughs>
I lost them, folks. Yeah. I mean, and how, like, we can we pump the tires of my audio? I mean, my my video uh, editing skills there? Are you kidding me? Jesus, guy. I mean, that shows up on the old the old feed. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm trying to figure out if we just found some extra money in the in the bank account that doesn't exist in, in the kitty. Somebody. We found it in the kitty. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it was a fun little thing to kind of put together. So I don't want to bite off more than I could chew because then it's just going to start taking up too much time. But um, okay. it's nice to get a little video teaser out there. The uh, the person coming yeah. in. So um, yeah, great little chat with them. But uh, yeah, what what did you? Which part did you you want to talk about after the interview there? Um, so I was working out yesterday. Oh my god, I forgot about this. Yeah, so. I ended up putting six staples in my head. Okay, so what the hell happened? So long story short, I was doing chin-ups and uh, I was doing chin-ups on like a, I guess essentially kind of like a jungle gym, you know, those big, massive, like... Like outside? Yeah, but I was in a gym. Oh, okay. It's just like, it's kind of like monkey bars that go across this thing. Anyway, You're a Movati so guy. I was doing right? chin-ups. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. I know what you're I talking like- about. I like to uh, to treat myself I like the stun uh, the steam room, you know. Yeah, I like sure. to find my things. But uh anyways, yeah, like do a couple reps and then uh all of a sudden I like go pull up and I guess I was too close to like the edge of where the bars were going into the wall or whatever, and I just pulled myself up as hard as you could into the edge of this thing. So like immediately go down and I'm like you know, obviously pretty pissed off is whack my head like super hard. Give it the quick touch. Yeah, I'm just leaking like a madman. So I quickly just like run to the bathroom and I had like I was wearing a, a sweater. So I threw the sweater over my hood or my head, the hood over my head, uh, threw a bunch of paper towel and just like ran home like got to go to the hospital obviously i was like god damn it so go to the hospital and uh i always hate going to the hospital like when you need to get stitches because like you're sitting there it takes it actually wasn't that bad i was like in and out of there like an hour which was great that's pretty good yeah but you always just feel bad there's like people in there that like really need it and you're just like i just need to get these stupid stitches anyways so this doctor was a beauty essentially we just did it like in the hallway he like quickly looked at it. He's like, oh yeah, you're going to, cause I'm like, just let me know if I need stitches or not. If not, I'll just go home, but I just need someone to look at it. He's like, oh no. Yeah. You need something. It's pretty bad. So he's like, I'll, I'll glue it. If, it, if the glue stays, then that's fine. If not, we'll probably staple it. So like, like Charlie's he's like, nah, that glue didn't do anything. He's like, so just quick freeze job, six staples, like right in the middle of the hallway. He's like, yeah, you're good to go, man. Like just, that yeah. is so this guy just pulls out the old staple gun and just yeah. buries you. That's it was in the it was in his back pocket, like the western just fucking spinned yeah. it around. <laughs> yeah. That's that's insane. Did it did you feel him going in or was like the obviously the freezing was good enough? No, the freezing was good enough. I mean you can like, yeah, you can kind of feel like the pressure, but uh how's it feel now? Oh uh, it kills like just <laughs> just like to the spot, like I don't have like it just like it hurts where obviously I smack. Have you hit it on place. anything yet? Oh yeah. I've put I've like forget that, like run my hands through it, touch oh, it. Like, yeah, just so stupid. Yeah. That's tough. And that's so, tougher. It's it's tall guy problems, man. I know. Anyways. 
Yeah, so I just want I want to share that. I but, like uh, it. That's uh, and then, that's uh too bad. Are you gonna be able to like? Did you practice last night? No. So like, that's why I went to the gym because we took last night off. So we got to practice Friday, and then we got a game Saturday. So most likely I'm gonna play. I'll just put like gauze on it. They see told me to take them out like in a week. So it'll be, it'll be kind of like five days ish. Yeah, so whatever. I'll get like the team. It's not like there's ticket. anything important in there. No, exactly. <laughs> I feel like a little bit of the bottom he came out too. So, anyways. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that's it, man. So, yeah, we got a, uh, yeah, Racha, we, again, last, last weekend's coming up here. So, yeah, we're going, uh, big, big day for the Nighthawks. We're going the old room reveal. We got a brand new room. Oh, yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Nice. Getting revealed. We're doing our media day and stuff like that. Cause we didn't do any of that. Cause we were supposed to go first week. So, we got a, we got a busy week. So, probably not a great time. They all smashed them, the noggin up because they can't get a haircut or anything. But, Oh, well, what can you do? Story of my life, buddy. Um, yeah. <laughs> always worrying about the hair. But, uh, yeah, I think that that pretty much does it next week. Um, again, thanks to, to Cottage Springs, Lion Eyes, hooking us up, keeping us ready, keeping us going during training camp. Um, but next week we're going to we're gonna break down the divisions, um, give you a little season preview. So it should, uh, should be a good little run through. And if that doesn't happen and our guests bail, it's not my fault. So, um I think that pretty much does it for 27. You got anything else? No, that's good for me, bro. I can't okay. think anymore. My head hurts. His brain's leaking all <laughs> over the place. All right. That does it. Thanks for listening. We'll chat with you soon. Peace. There was no sign of you but the holes in my cold heart. And I gave my world to you and you dragged me through the dark. Like a thief in the night, you played your part. You were the drug I was, strength behind your grip. I hated the buzz on your hallucinogenic trip. Set myself free and you'd sneak up from behind I was the monster in my mind Get out, let me go Cause I can't do this anymore Seated on my right Disguised as love And dressed in white Eyes as black as a winter night Grabbed my hand and pulled me in Said I'd never walk alone again The beginning of the end
Like a thief in the night you moved and broke me all apart There was no sign of you but the holes in my cold heart And I gave my world to you and you dragged me through the dark And I was the monster from the start 